Welcome to today's podcast, Wake Up To Your Wellbeing with Tip The Balance. These podcasts are for everything, everything health and wellbeing. So maybe you're wondering where to look for support on the next stage of your journey. You need to work out what those next steps are, but you just don't know where to start. Well, this series of podcasts showcase the amazing people that I work with as part of Tip The Balance Natural Nutrition and Wellbeing. We're here to help you find the right support for you. So I hope today's podcast really helps. Karen, I am so happy to have you on this call with me today. Um, I don't even want to introduce you by title. I just want to be able to sit with you today and share what life has been like and how you've ended up where you are doing what you are, which makes you brilliant at what you do. So no pressure. <laughs> so first, <laughs> yeah. of all, first of all, tell us about Karen. So me, I'm Karen Sutton and um, I, I live in Cheltenham. I have two wonderful girls. They are, are now 14 and coming up to 10. Um, and it, we, we are good. We are, we are happy in life. Go back four and a half years to September 2016 um our world completely and utterly fell apart um very unexpectedly my husband simon died of a heart attack on a bike ride and wow you know i as you know becca it throws your life into complete and utter despair fear anxiety sadness anger, resentment, bitterness, all those horrible negative feelings that just eat you up and blow your world up. Everything you thought you knew, everything you thought you had, every belief in life, your, your innocence. You know, I'd, I'd never really been through anything huge in life. My parents are separated as a child. My grandparents have died. You, you know, the stuff that is a bit crappy, but you deal with. But this, this was catastrophic. Um, and where do you even start? Do, do, you know, it is, it is that, isn't it? Like, well, what, what do I do now? What do I do with this? How, where do I go from here? Um, and small steps, just keep going day by day, bit of counseling, sleeping tablets, antidepressants. <laughs> you know like good friends good family ups downs um keep fighting and you you just keep going you keep rebuilding and when Simon died I, I knew immediately um that I didn't want this to have a negative impact on our lives for the rest of our lives. I, I didn't want us to be victims of life. That's that's not what Simon was about. Um, and it's, it's not what I was about either. And I just I just have this, this belief, that this instinctive desire to make the best of a really shitty situation. Hallelujah. Didn't know how I was gonna do that. Yep. I, I have no idea, it was just in me and I had to figure it out. I was very fortunate that I was surrounded by amazing people. Um, I had the support of Winston's Wish to help me 
support my children through their grief, which is the most amazing thing ever. And also because I met you through, through that as well. Um, so I have so much to, to be grateful for, you, you know, there, there's support out there and it's amazing. And like I say, I did my counseling to help me understand what I was feeling. I didn't understand what was going on in my heart in, in my head, in my body. You know, I kind of, I was having panic attacks. I was, I was suffering from anxiety. I couldn't sleep at night. You know, I've never had any of this stuff before. Um, and you had a stressful, so I, I kind oh, of, Sorry to yes, so you, you, um, before working in a stressful yeah. environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was a midwife and a nurse, but before that I, I worked for the NHS for I, I think about 16 years. Um it's a different and it was, yeah, completely. The very, very, very different kind of stress. And I'd got good, I'd got good at going to work, being in that, and 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 coming home and and not bringing it home with me. Mm. Um, I'd I, 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 I developed that skill, I think, <clears throat> excuse me. But this, yeah, this was different. I, I've never known anything like it. And I think it's, it's a loss. One of the few losses, and I, and I, I say this openly, I think your children would, would be another and probably worse, but I don't believe in, in um, a hierarchy of, of grief. Mm. But it's, it's one of the losses in, in life that affects every single corner of your universe. There, there's nothing that isn't affected by that loss. You, you, you know, everything that you knew, your life, your holidays, your future, your past, your belief systems, your identity. There's so much. Um, I, I talk a lot about secondary losses, you know, that impact your life as much as the... the, the, the the primary loss of the person that's died that, and everything that comes with that. So anyway, I kind of, I kind of, the girls were doing amazing um, and I was doing okay. I didn't, I didn't go back to work. Um, I didn't felt initially I had the capacity to go back and do my job well. And there was too much at stake not to do it well you, you know I'm looking after people and, and their lives and I just I, I, I couldn't do it um so I didn't go back for a bit and then I, I quit thinking I'm, I might do something different I, I explored other options in that but I, I don't know I just everything had shifted mm -hmm. do you do you know and, and you're left kind of well who am I now what what do I want from life where am I heading and they're big questions, right? And they're questions you haven't got the answer to. And instinctively, I just knew I didn't want to go back to, to work, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And you speak to people and they're like, why don't you volunteer? Why don't you get a job here? Why don't you do that? And you know, you're just like, no, no, I don't know. Nothing seems aligned. Um, so when so anyway, two and a half years in. That, that, that place, sorry, Karen, when you think about that place, you're absolutely right. There's that. There's the two parts of of life. That whole there has to be, there has to be a reason for me. But then there's also this huge part of you that feels utterly broken, and you know that you've got to do a lot of healing. So, how how did you manage to 
they're almost like poles apart those things aren't they like this is me moving forward but hang on a minute I'm here and I don't want to I didn't want to be here in the first place and I'm still not quite done being here because I'm not quite fixed for want of a ridiculous you know but you know better way. um yeah. how like how did you start to even see a way forward let alone create the way forward that you've you found how did you match those two big parts of life together I think for me it was that instinctive desire to 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 make something of it and and that I think that is what drove me I, I I don't think I really know necessarily how, but because inside, I, I just, I just knew that I was not going to let this define me for the rest of my life. I knew this, I just, I knew this wasn't going to destroy me or my girls. That was just, that was just not happening. And I, I, I think that kind of makes you keep going and keep trying to, to, to almost better yourself and I think initially my purpose was the girls to be there for them and, and make sure that they had that stability that security that love that support that they needed and that was my purpose and and I and I had to show them the way you know I, I had to get up and as much as yes I wanted to be strong and resilient and guide them in a in a in, in a good way I also wanted them to see me broken and upset not to the point that I would scare them with how broken I was, but just it's okay to be sad and to have different emotions, you know, and, and, and but we get back up and, and we keep striving for things. And I think as well, wanting to make Simon proud of us, you know, and, and knowing the person that he was and what he loved in me, he always said he, he loved my strength of character not that I felt particularly strong at that point, but <laughs> um, so I think that there are things that actually you have to you have to have within you. you you've got to find something, I believe, to cling on to mm. and and name that what you want, whether that that's hope, whether that's a belief, whether whether that's a, a driving force to achieve something. That, you, that you've got to find something that almost keeps you stepping in that direction because if you just sit in it and go oh god why me this is awful yeah. why has this happened to me i don't where am i going to go with it you, you know it's just like it's that victim kind of mindset isn't it yeah and that doesn't um, either of us <laughs> no it doesn't it just doesn't because Maybe that is, you know, because I, I am a, a, maybe a strong character naturally. Um, that 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 helps. Maybe I I don't know, but I think we I think we can develop and I think we can change and we can learn and we can grow constantly through life. And and I knew that I had to figure out that in order to help me move forward. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that particularly answers your question, Becca. <laughs> No it's, because, no, it's because it talks about it. Yeah, it talks about how you it's that it's that intuition, isn't it? That, you know, that yeah. I've got I've got what it takes inside me, even if we don't know what it takes. Mm. It's yeah. almost an element of, well, I've survived this far. Yes. Yeah. So whatever yeah. comes. And, and, you know, it's it's up to me now. And, you know, is that a mother instinct that kicks in? Is that a survival instinct for ourselves that kicks in? I'm not really sure what it was, but I know sure as anything that, you know, 
neither of us and and our mutual friend Lisa is exactly the same as you none of us were happy with this badge that we'd been given and none of us were planning on sitting in a place where we hadn't asked to be in the first place so I totally I totally resonate with with what you're saying what intrigues me then is how your strength but also your thirst and hunger for understanding what was going on for you to a kind of body mind and spirit level why why am I behaving like this why do I feel like this why am I choosing what I'm choosing to get through this you know all of those things over over sort of you know 12 month period or so not long after we met this intrigue that you had for like I want to understand this because we don't get it at the time do we but I want to understand this teach me show me why is this yeah. why is this playing out like this and and that's what intrigued me when I saw the kind of journey that you then went on to to become the professional I was gonna say become the professional you are now but that sounds like you weren't a pro before <laughs> but but to have taken it, not <laughs> to have taken yourself not only through this healing process which it has been healing and education but then then finding your purpose you know so how, how would you describe that professional journey that's got you to you know this point was it was it someone that inspired you was it something that inspired you or yeah. was it that first for understanding yourself it was it was that thirst for understanding myself my, my starting point was I wanted to work on my my health so I was speaking to a friend and she said I know someone who's a, a, a coach that will help you with your your fitness and, and your diet I wanted to lose some weight I, you know after Simon died I ate I drank I dated I spent I did all those terrible they're not terrible things I don't mean that common things I think that people lean on yep. to try and help them feel better to fill that void to escape their grief those distractions and I did all of that and I just was like do you know what I was I was two and a half years in my 43 year old husband had died of a heart attack I had two girls and I was just abusing myself and I thought mm -hmm. right that was my starting point so I signed up with this coach didn't know what a coach was at that point I was like what what even is a life coach what are you on about a life coach what is one of those what do they do and um when we talk about life coaching and that's what makes me laugh that we both work in the field now we're like coach what when we first came across it what yeah i was just like what's that about how uncomfortable we are with the words and how it was like get off get off me you know at the time so that the irony that we're both sitting in this space now like doesn't ever fail yeah and I get it, you know, when people kind of come to me and they're a bit like, uh, but what is that? And I'm, I'm like, I get it, I get it. You know, when I first came across a coach, I was like, you want me to pay how much to do what? Like, really? And then I'm going to um, do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Best decision I ever flipping made. I invested in myself. I'd never done that before. And I didn't even really know that's what I was doing because in my mind, I was just going to get fitter and lose yeah. some weight. But because he was a life coach, he asked me the right kind of questions. He challenged my belief systems, my perspectives, my outlook. He gave me the tools and the strategies to kind of figure out who I was, to build on, on that, to, to get clarity in, in where I was heading in life. I never had these things. I was having so many breakthroughs, you know, like these aha moments. You're like, yeah. oh, ah. 
yeah, okay, I get it. And it was just, oh my God, it just, it gave me something nothing else has ever given me. And I couldn't get enough of it. And I was reading the books and I was watching the YouTube videos and listening to the TED Talks and the podcasts and list, you know, I started following all these amazing emotion, motivational, inspiring coaching people and it, it, honestly I, I think I became a little bit annoying <laughs> like because I discovered it's so yeah it's so different to that gray and desperate situation that we found ourselves in but there's also yeah. something freeing isn't the right words because you would never describe yourself as being freed from a scenario when you've been put through that but there is something different about suddenly you are the one that's making the choices and that radar that you have oh oh, hang on a minute I better just check in with how this is going to affect us as a couple as a family kind of that has just naturally shifted and you know sometimes we carry a bit of guilt about that but there is definitely that moment of well do you know what I kind of hit rock bottom so um I'm just going to be a sponge and I'm just going to take it all in and I'm going to do what works for me here because ultimately these people that are suffering that are looking to me to fight to pull us out of the funk yes yes exactly exactly that taking full responsibility you know and I don't think I'd ever done that in my life because I was always blaming everything else or everyone else or something that had happened and you know it's always not my fault it's not and it's like it is your fault everything is your fault how you choose to respond and react to situations is entirely down to you yeah and passing the messages aren't they to start with they're They're hard things to hear yeah they really are but when you have that mindset shift you know about accountability ownership you know responsibility they are such powerful words and we use them as coaches so often but, you know, when you are existing below that line and it's kind of blame culture and denying anything and you're know, always pointing out it's this yeah. way it's because of this, it's because of that, you know, making these crappy excuses. We're never going to move. We're never going to change where we're at because we're never. so kind of projecting it out onto everybody else. And it's not easy to take ownership. It's no. not easy to be accountable. It sure as hell isn't easy to go. Actually, yeah, I am letting myself feel that. I am allowing yeah. situation to make me feel like that. And, you know, initially we haven't got the resilience to be like that, but that's where I guess working with someone like it was Alex, yeah? Um, just yeah, 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 yeah. Just, it, having a coach is about someone holding your energy a lot of the time, isn't it? And going, yeah, that, <laughs> you know, yes, you're right. Go on then, you know, we, yeah. we, just, we just need that. We need that guidance and we need that poke. Yeah. initially to kind of get it out like picking a scab and then we need the poke to keep us going in the right direction so totally. so a massively inspiring part of your journey but then you know that change in you seeing that change in you was absolutely you know obvious to those of us that that know and love you this kind of wow Karen's light is back on this is ace you know yes. vibrating at a whole different energy so how did you then how did you then connect yourself and that that part of your journey with do you know what that purpose that I was looking for mm. yeah yeah I, I I kind of I started you know working on me figuring out who I was my values my beliefs my strengths my weaknesses what what worked for me in life what didn't work for me in life what I needed to fulfill that those needs those values those beliefs and 
I, I went down a few paths. I thought I wanted to get into property and, and do that. And then I thought I wanted to be a party planner and do that. And I, I dabbled in these things because I wasn't quite sure, but I don't know. And then I just, I just, so much was happening for me. Like exactly like you say, my light had been turned on. I felt like I just entered another world and it, it just felt so good. And one of my values is to do good. You, you know and party planning I was like well that, that's doing good because I can I can help people have fun in life because that's what it's all about right um no it wasn't for me and then the property thing I was like well I can make that do good because I can make so much money and I can give a certain amount of it to charities to help them so everything I did I was trying to find a reason that it would do good but in the end I was just like do you know what I've discovered something here that so many people don't know about mm-hmm. and there's so little support out there for people going through difficult times I was talking to a lot of my friends about what I was doing and you know people going through divorces breakups you know transitions in life the children were getting older and moving on um the jobs were changing their needs were changing you know I think women we we kind of you spend your whole life don't you mapping it out you go to school you get a job you meet a man you get married you have the kids you work hard you and then all of a sudden you're like done all that now what where do I go from here? Yeah. And I just, I, I, for me, I discovered something utterly amazing and people were just loving what I was saying to them. So I thought, do you know what? I'm going to help others. This is how I can do good. I can share what I've learned, my journey. I've got experience and, and I'm going to help people. And I started off, I found some coaching courses and I, I was, I started off as a, a, a breakup and bereavement coach. Cause I thought I can, initially I thought there's not going to be enough people going through grief or even widows that I could help because I'm going to have to stay in Cheltenham which is where I live and work from home and people are going to have to come to me so I I kind of wanted to fix almost everyone which you know when we're 40 breakup and bereavement we all do that covers it all right um so I, I started that I did my coaching courses starting seeing you know acquaintances friends of friends and and stuff initially and and I was just loving it I was loving it loving it loving it um but I wanted to niche down a little bit more I kind of wanted to because when you start something you've you've got to speak to people to get them to understand what it is you do you, you know and breakup and bereavement was so broad and trying to get my messaging out there to speak to people that had gone through divorces and people that had gone through losses, I, I couldn't I couldn't make it work. It, they were two different messages, and I, I, you know, and it was just becoming hard work. So I then decided to become a grief and loss coach because I thought, well, you know, people grieve relationships and people lose marriages, and so that kind of covers it all anyway. But I can talk about it. And it worked. And I've, I have helped people going through divorces and breakups and loss of parents and siblings and friends and all of that. And it's, it's been amazing. But I was attracting more widows and widows because that is my truth. That is my experience. That's what people resonate with me. That's what I talk about. And I could see that I was just it was something I was scared of doing initially because I thought I would be pushing everyone else away. That was exactly you what I was You want to solve over the world's problems, don't you? You know. <laughs> I was going to ask you whether there was an yeah. fear initially that actually, if I if I just concentrate on this world that I have the experience in, were you frightened of almost being held in that world? Yeah. 
definitely. Yeah, oh, there's so much fear, so much fear of it not working, me not re re reaching the right people. People might not want to hear what I'm saying because they might not come from the same standpoint that, that I did. And yeah, it's fear, everything's fear, right? Um, which is another thing I work on hugely with clients um, because it's just massive. So I took the plunge. I did. I, I just this year in January, I just thought, you know what, Karen, just do it. Just do what feels right. Be brave, be courageous, grab it and, and run with it. Um, so I decided to become the widow coach. And that is now who I am, what I do, what I just love. Um, I, I just don't feel there's enough support out there for widows. Yes, you can go for counselling, you can go to support groups. But how do you go from the, the loss here, you know, to, to creating your new normal? You know, mm. how do you do that? Yes, you can talk about all your feelings. You can talk about all the emotions with it with a counsellor. But how do you take those steps forward? How do you figure out who you are? How do you get that clarity? How do you work through the guilt and the shame and, and the anxieties that you carry when you're trying to rebuild a new normal, but your, your past is pulling you back, you know? What now is a huge, I don't even know how to describe it. It's not a stepping stone. It's not a door in that journey. It's like a chasm almost, isn't it? It's the kind of, like you're standing there and there's this great big void in front of you. And you're absolutely right. You know, you have widowed and young and I know that, you know, they have all sorts of social media support as well as websites and events and all those kind of things. And we both dipped into that for a while and 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 lots of people get amazing support um and a sense of community from that and and obviously we had winston's wish to support the kids and then beautifully kind of form friendships through that ourselves yeah. but but going from that initial as you say that initial i got to get through this and i've got to deal with this grief to then actually this acceptance yeah. acknowledgement of there is a life beyond this right but yeah. it's almost yeah. like that it's grief it's like when somebody dies and then you have the preparation for the funeral everybody kind of acknowledges that after the funeral there is this big gap there's this kind of like everyone else goes back to normal and that support sort of starts to drift away which you kind of want everybody to go back to their normal life you accept that that you know that is how many times do you hear that story when someone's lost someone yeah. after the funeral that's going to be difficult because that's when everybody goes back to their normal lives but this is almost taking that and fast forwarding it yeah. then past the, okay, so I've kind of got getting on with my everyday life, but it is that moment of, okay, what do I do now? What, what comes next for me? Because if you don't want this to define you and we were like, get that badge off. We never want that in the first place. You know? um, yeah. It's so hard, isn't it? Because it is about you but a lot of your grief has often been caught up in, actually, this isn't about me. I'm doing what I've got to do for these little people or, you know, for my, for my brothers and sisters or, you know, for, for my parent or whatever. But having somebody like you that says, okay, so this bit is about you. Then suddenly having felt that chasm of what now, then you get that, oh my God, but like, when was the last time that life was just about me? Absolutely, 100%. So it's not only actually helping someone through that grieving process, is it? You know, surely a massive part of what you do is the what next. It's like, okay, we're going to build this bridge a little bit like the cartoon when they're laying the track as they go along on the, you know what I mean? It's, it. 
yeah we don't know where the track is but we're sure as hell going to find it together because this is an adventure this is a journey and, and do you know what? Because I've been through it and because I've experienced the loss of my husband, I get to say things to people that others don't. And I don't mean that in an arrogant way. But when somebody who hasn't been through what you've been through says something to you that you might deem to be clumsy, insensitive, rubbish, you're just going to poo-poo it because you're going to go, what the hell do you know? Is your yeah, husband yeah, right? no, no. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> and it makes you angry. Yeah. And, and you're just like, what? How dare you say that to me? How dare you even suggest that I can live a full life? I'm devastated. But because I've lived it, I get to challenge people, you, you know, and they don't want to punch me in the face most of the time. <laughs> Sometimes. Because... You know, I do get to go, but why do you believe that? Do you know? Like, there's there's a different way, mm. and you can make it what you want to make it. And yes, someone's died, and that is incredibly sad. But you haven't died. Yeah, you're not dead. You're still here, and you can choose to live your life grieving, mourning, sad, riddled with guilt. That's your choice, and and you're you're allowed to do that. Because it is shit, I, yeah. you, you know, that's, that's it. But, but what does that achieve? What are you going to get out of that? You know, you're not better off making choices where you can move on and feel peace and joy and love in your heart again while still remembering, still loving, still grieving, but in a much lighter, positive way. And, and you can do that. It is possible. Do you find that, that for your clients, there's an awful lot of almost emotional permission that these conversations with you give them to feel for instance that absolutely enormous spectrum of emotion yeah that we yeah. feel when we're in this situation do you know what grief is just so misunderstood misrepresented people's beliefs around it are just wrong um and 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 i and i think by talking I mean I remember when I was widowed I just I needed to speak to other widows I just had to find other widows to just go is this normal am I normal am I going mad and you know and it's like because you're just thrown into this unknown world aren't you that you don't understand and yeah people need their feelings validated they need to know that everything they feel is okay you're not doing anything wrong there's no shame in it you know, an understanding that just because you hate your friends right now because they still got their husbands, that's okay. Mm. You're allowed. Don't make yourself feel bad for that. It doesn't define who you are as a person. It's a thought. It's attached to an emotion. And 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 you're allowed. It's not going to be forever. Yeah, the shame Work. goes with so many of those feelings in grief. You're you're absolutely right. I think when you when you are someone that's been in this space. I can totally see how you, how you you can almost read their mind when with the things that they're they're not saying. And I think you know that was one of the brilliant things that probably attracted the three of us together when we met. And we were all like kind of thing when we met. It was just like you're me. You see you like you see things how I do. You say things. And we've always said, haven't we? There is a different kind of honesty amongst widows, and a lot of people would find that dark. They would find it not sick but they would find like some of the things that that we say to each other or we or the three of us challenge each other on um you know if, if they were sitting at the table next to us in 
in that lovely restaurant we go to in Tetbury, they'd probably be thinking, oh, what did you just say, you know? Say that. But you're right. And, and, and I felt incredibly lucky to have found that in you three. So I can only imagine how much of a gift it feels when, when clients come and work with you and just get that permission go yeah. on say it get it out there and if you don't say it, I'm gonna say it because I could you know it's almost like oh my god you just saw in my head and and like oh I didn't think I could say that out loud but it's so important yeah. to air those feelings so so important so how have you planted your flag firmly in the widow camp which is ironic isn't it when you think about the fact we didn't want to be in it and now you're like no right this is my calling you know there is a reason that I have been through what I've been through and taken this journey and I love that Having, having planted your flag and, you know, initially you said, this is what I better be because I'm going to stay in Cheltenham. The girls are at school here. Life is here. Family, you know, how has partly, I guess, lockdown, but also, you know, so January was the birth of the widow coach. That was when you really kind of, you know, decided on it. So all of last year, you were doing these different strands of your business but in lockdown you've said no this is where I'm going to be and this is what I'm going to do how how have things already evolved for you in lockdown and now you've decided this how how are you working with your clients now do you know what lockdown um has been equally amazing and equally horrific <laughs> for you know the same reasons as anyone else but for my business when I started it, I, like I said, I thought I'd have to work in this office, in my garden, and, and I could only reach people that could get to me this way. Lockdown happened. I discovered Zoom <laughs> and FaceTime and all those wonderful things. And I, it, it, just, it just threw me out there. Um, and, it, and it just it opened my eyes to think, do you know what, this, this can be bigger than in Gloucestershire this this can reach people all over and you know I, I have clients in in India America Ireland Scotland it, you know and all over England it's it, I just my reach on social media is is amazing because you can get to anyone anywhere can't you and I've connected with our lives and your presence on social media and the quality of the stuff that you put out there because you managed to do that poking across social media, which is very clever, very good content. Um, and I love reading your posts and I love listening into your, your Instagram lives. You know, yes. that, reach, that reach is huge, but throughout all of it is this authenticity and honesty, which is so refreshing. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we were just yeah. laughing about, about the word coach, but, you know, coaches get a bad rap and sometimes deservedly so because there are some people out there yeah. that are not great and you know as an industry it's an interesting one from that point of view yeah, but to see, to see you living breathing it the honesty that comes through in your Facebook lives Instagram lives the videos the posts everything that you share you know that that is why yeah. you connect with people and I think you know that that honesty is huge. So seeing that literally global reach of your business, which started out as you finding your way through the darkness, is just epic. Yeah. It is. It, it, I love it. And and you know, one of my other values is authenticity and honesty. And I don't want to pretend to people that I can make them, you know, create a life that is perfect. That you know, they're always going to feel happy. They're not going to grieve. You know, in a, no. 
it's, it's just rubbish, right? It, it's just, we all have bad, good days, bad days. We all try and our best to, to do the, the best that we can. And, and that's okay. We don't always get it right. We're always learning. We're always evolving. We're always growing. And, and that for me, is just so important to understand. I don't want to project something out there that is fake. Mm. and 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 lies because i'm you're leading people down a path that isn't right or fair yeah um, you're not pretending not that, you know life now is all about rainbows unicorns and stardust you know life now is is very different tell, tell us about life yeah, now. it is yeah life now i have to say i feel more fulfilled and more aligned in my life now than i ever have ever because i've done the work on me i've shifted that focus onto me which i've never done before i love what i do it's my passion it's my purpose i love my time with my girls and watching them grow i feel grateful that i'm here that i get to watch them grow that yeah i want to kill them sometimes they drive me insane and they really know how to push your buttons I've, it's not it's not picture perfect but but that's that's life right and I've been incredibly lucky I've met the most amazing man not and I and this might sound weird but he's not the kind of man I thought I would end up with when I first um lost Simon and I went right out into the dating world I was looking for this big time fun guy that was going to come in and we were going to party our lives away and it was going to be amazing and I had all these ideas of what I wanted for my future which were based on not a lot because I didn't know a lot at that point I was just yeah. a mess um and I decided to work on me I stopped dating and I just I found him and um we bumped into each other very naturally it hasn't been easy um you know it, it's not it's not been a smooth ride it's been a rocky ride it's been difficult for him coming in and dating a widow and I've got the two kids he's got a daughter but she's 28 now um he's 10 years older than me but he he allows me to love Simon with all my heart still and he allows me to grieve for him and he's there for me and I, oh, I feel emotional even saying it but just I love him so much for that because there were guys that I dated that just had such a problem with the fact that I still love Simon and I still wanted him to be a part of my life and to come on my journey with me not in a physical form obviously but in a, in a spiritual one in a, in a loving one and I'd whatever label you want to put on it yeah. he's never going anywhere I, I'm here I do what I do I am who I am largely because of him and and who he was in my life and and the fact that he died in the journey that took me on and Andy respects that and he's he's embraced us he's so kind to my girls he's embraced them and life is so much better than I ever imagined was possible after Simon died I, just, I wouldn't have believed you if you'd said to me, you're going to meet this man that's going to allow this, the kids are going to be doing that, and you're going to, I'd have been like, no way. Yeah, really? <laughs> um, but that message, I, came that actually, he came along when you were in the right place. Yeah, it's so yeah. powerful, isn't it? Because that's exactly what we say when we work with anyone. You know, right now, what you're looking for there isn't room for it in your life there isn't space for it energetically it doesn't fit you know what whatever way you want to understand it it's not right now 
and and yeah, we, we often say, don't we, when we're not looking, that's when these things happen. And it sounds so cliched, but actually that healing journey for yourself, that work on yourself, that really feeling like the Karen that's out there in the world now is, is the real, the true, the authentic, the honest Karen. Not that you weren't honest in your previous life, but it's about actually, this is me now. I'm not part of a partnership. I am me and I need to know that I'm walking my true path. And that is incredibly powerful and it's incredibly attractive, but it also takes a man of some substance to step up to that. Yeah, it does. I, you know, I, I just think it's wonderful. It makes my heart sing when I, when I hear you talk about him and, and, you know, and I understand what you've lost. Yeah. And I also understand what it takes to open yourself up and be vulnerable. You know, even, even though you have incredible strength, yeah, it's still, we are still vulnerable when we when we open that heart up again we've closed it down and we've protected it and you know you and I've spoken before about at times feeling like you've put it in a stone box because then nothing bad can happen to it and it won't hurt anymore yeah. so to let someone yeah not necessarily smash open your stone box but someone even give yeah. you the chisel so you can do that yourself yes I mean, we don't want someone that. to smash that box open for us because that's too much but to go in, yeah. I'll have a chisel, I'll go get the mallet, you know, whatever it is, it's that whole, we're, we're in this yeah. together. And, yeah. and I guess that's an important yeah. message too, to work with your client. You know, what comes next may well involve other people and, and preparing your clients for the possibility of that. You know, you're not running a widow's dating agency, but preparing them for the possibility of that is a really important step on that journey, right? And doing it without feeling guilty. Mm -hmm. that's huge isn't it you know yeah. it, it's like the, the guilt that we feel um it, for so many reasons and and you know you're right it's it's, it's you have to have an open mind and an open heart mm -hmm. and if everything's shut down you, you're not going to 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 find a way forward because you've just shut everything out and I did that I do you, you know I, I I I say that from knowing that that's what I did mm -hmm. um you have to open yourself up you you have to make space for for these things to come in you, you know and it is scary we feel vulnerable I don't you know I'm not saying it's easy it's not and, and your toes get burnt along the way they do um just because your husband's died doesn't mean everyone's going to be lovely and kind and supportive to you <laughs> which is what I thought but it doesn't mean that but it's not up to other people to to build you up again so if someone, if someone wants to work with a coach who is unbelievably refreshingly honest, really authentic, really true, has her good days, her bad days, and what we've often described as our ugly days as well, um, we'll put all the information up with this video and on this podcast. But how, how does someone start working with you, Karen? How do they say, how do they go from, shit, she is what I need, to actually working with you? Many ways. I've, I've people find me on my website. Um, people find me on on social media. I think it's, it's there's no like and trust thing, isn't it? I think people like to kind of just suss me out a little bit first, which is the right thing to do, by the way. But, yeah. And I, and when people get in touch with me, I often say, "Do you want to have a, a phone call?" I offer a twenty minute complimentary, no obligation phone call to people so that I can understand what it is they need. Cause I'm not always gonna be the right fit. People might need psychological help, you, yeah. you know? People might need support from their GP, um, depending on what it is they need, but also that people respond to me and what I do and how I go about it. 
because that's we have to connect with the people that are going to support us there's no point in somebody coming to work with me if they think i'm talking absolute nonsense that's not right for them and i appreciate that um so I, I have uh, on my website, I have a freebie um, that people can sign up for uh, the, sort of the, 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 the five foundations of, of widowhood, really the five steps that I think really help people start to work their way towards a brighter future, take back their control a little bit, you know, and, and notice the things that, that can work for them and, and help them grieve in a more positive way. So there's that, people do that. And then, you know, they can sign up to my newsletter um, and, and contact me anyway. And I'm happy to chat to people online through messages, through emails, um, or have a phone call or just book one in. You can just book, you can just book a session in. Um, but there's many ways. I just like to, to make sure that people are happy with, you know, the, the direction they're going in. Yeah. And so look into the year ahead as we come flying out of lockdown. It or not um <laughs> what exciting things happening for you one thing that you haven't mentioned so i'm going to mention it mm. is karen sutton speaker speaker really <laughs> the last time that we met and it, even then it was a hat that you were like do i wear this hat does it even suit me you'd been asked to go and speak at an event and again it was pushing you out of your comfort zone and again you had all those questions about am I truly going to add value and I love that about you because you don't do anything in a half-assed fashion no. so you want to know that you are making that impact that you're so passionately talking about I, you know if I go I need to know that I'm going to make a difference okay. so you did and I was so proud of you and I couldn't wait to hear how it went so the kind of really excited panty Facebook live and Instagram live that came after was like oh my god I did it you know was just fab so looking ahead to coming out of lockdown and 2021 you know what exciting things are happening for you any more of those kind of things coming up i want to and, and you know I'm, I'm kind of i'm working i i've, I've just signed up with a, a new business coach to, to help me because i love groups i do group coaching sessions i've, I've got a six-week program that i do and i love that i actually really love speaking at that event i want to be with people I want to create communities. I want to create, I don't know, days, weekends, events, something that people can go to, can connect with others where I can help them. I can motivate, inspire, guide them, support them, whatever you want to put in that. Um, and I don't know how I'm going to do that. Um, I, you know, like I say, I, I'm always looking to serve people my clients in the best way so I'm always asking for feedback I'm always like what do you need if I did this would you like that and I, I'm always looking to evolve my business and what I offer so that I can help people in the best way possible and I don't know how that's going to look yet but definitely I want to be out there more I want to be meeting people I want to be holding some kind of events and speaking and yes that does push me out of my comfort zone hugely because it's just so scary um I'm a midwife do, do you know you don't stand up in front of people and, and do talks and, and stuff but slowly but surely you know you, you you kind of take these steps don't you you push yourself a little bit and you grow and you learn and and, and you develop new skills and and that's what I want to do um so watch this space we'll see what happens we'll see what comes and yet again that authenticity comes through because you are then modeling to all those people that you work with 
that it's always about stepping up to the next challenge. It's always about pushing yourself, not pushing yourself because that sounds like it's a massive effort, but you're always encouraging yourself. You're being your own champion and you are looking for what is next for me in life? What can I do now? And it's all very positive, very forward looking, you know, the, the messages of hope in everything that you do are fantastic I am so proud to work with you as a partner in tip the balance I am so proud to point my friends and my connections and the people that I work with in your direction whether they become a client or whether they follow you on social media for that inspiration and and for that all of those messages of hope but actually do you know what I'm just so bloody proud of you as my mate ah (laughs) and you inspire me so much you do you you know you just I love what you do for exactly the same reasons, you know, and, and part of why I do this and how I do it is inspired by you because I see what you do and how you learn and grow and evolve and change people's lives. And it's just wonderful. I'm so, I'm so honoured to be a part of it and to be, Absolutely. you know, working alongside you and doing the same thing and being on the same path to, to greater, better, bigger things Absolutely. in life. There has to have been a reason. And if this is it, I'll take that absolutely right thank you so much for your time today it's been always is a pleasure we've been pretty well behaved for our usual kind of you know meetings and and chatty sessions um but all of your contact details will be with this video with this podcast um and i cannot wait to see you continue to grow from strength to strength so karen sutton the widow coach the widow coach thank you so much thank you lovely